Holy shit, I'm gonna come. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. Welcome to I'll Take Three, a movie treasure hunt. Are we still a movie treasure hunt? I don't know. I haven't been hunting for a while, and I definitely uh, have no treasure. Oh, well. Well, welcome to I'll Take Three, colon, question mark? How about that? Is that cool? Colon, question mark. Is that cool? Yeah. I like it. Okay. All right. Me too. <laughs> um, my name is Alex, and we are here today to wrap up our theme, the third of three movies starring the one, the only, the incomparable, Adam Sandman Sandler. Yeah. The crowd so was wild. Oh. Go ahead. Sorry, go, go ahead, crowd. <laughs> We're going wild. Okay. We're talking about Uncut Gems today. Yay. I'm excited to talk about this one. I was am that Jacob. The cr- crowd yelling No, yay? this is Jacob. <laughs> I just told oh, okay. you my name. Oh. I made sure to let you know. Okay. Uh, I am excited to talk about this movie. I Can you give me, wait, give me your measurements. I'm five foot nine. <laughs> 34-inch waist. <laughs> no, I have to. Okay, thanks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you... What do you want to do? Is that good, <laughs> or do you want something else? No, that was exactly what I was looking for. Okay, great. I'll let you, I'll let you know. <laughs> okay, if you need any other sizes or <laughs> things. Okay. And just, you know, if you get the job. Okay, oh, if I get the job. I didn't realize this was part of a job interview. <laughs> This is normal for a job interview? What are your sizes or what are your measurements? Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway. Oh, my God. Hey, we haven't even introduced our other member of the podcast. So uh, <laughs> let's do that and then we'll kick it into the movie. How about that? Oh, my gosh. Okay. okay. I'm Kristen with these two weirdos. Oh, man. They're on one. I was so worried Kristen was not going to get introduced until we were like 35 minutes into the podcast. <laughs> I was n- not. Because I knew she was going to jump in. She was going to take over. And now this is her show. Go, Kristen. What? <laughs> and the crowd goes wild. <laughs> the crowd sounds Dang weird. Kristen. <laughs> They were excited to <laughs> see you. Sounds like one, w- one white guy. <laughs> well, it's not a very diverse audience. <laughs> but they are maniacs. They are... What? They're maniacs. Oh, okay. Hey, do you know about that <clears throat> movie Maniac? Mm, it was a Netflix mm. movie. Mm. Does it star Adam Sandler? No, but it stars the actor that was supposed to star in this movie jonah hill jonah hill uh Whoa. yes yeah that was uh nice that was cool uh I, that was the coolest piece of trivia i read today while i was uh waiting to get uh podcasting you know that they originally took one of adams and i to do this movie way back in the day but couldn't get him and then got jonah uh-huh. hill and then replaced Whoa. him that was nice that is cool i read something i didn't know today what was it? Do, do you know who voices the auctioneer? 
who he talks to over the phone? No. Tilda Swinton. Wh- who is that? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Tilda Swinton. <laughs> is that the uh, ancient one? Yes. Okay. Whew, that was close. <laughs> <laughs> that was close. I couldn't. I don't know how uh, we might have to have had to in the podcast. If I didn't get it? If you didn't know who Tilda Swinton was. Man, I'll tell you what. I am bad at names. The fact that I came up with that and matched it and got it. Yeah. I should get a raise. I'm good at I'm good at names. Do you want to hear one? Okay. Jamie yeah. Fastidious. How's that? I don't that? think that's a person. Isn't that a good name though? Yeah. I okay. think it's a great name. Were you looking at <laughs> What were you looking at around your room, by the way? Was there anything uh, <laughs> nearby that yeah, I had I have this sign that says fastidious up there. <laughs> so oh, that really helped me. Okay, okay, okay. And of course you're you're looking at your own middle name that was printed above uh which gave you Jamie, you know. Uh huh. Like James, Jamie. Fastid- okay, I got you. I yep. I, otherwise I don't know what my middle name is if it's not <laughs> printed in <and laughs> It's not printed out right above your computer screen at all times. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, um, <laughs> All right, what are we doing today? <laughs> oh yeah, we're talking about uncut gems. Yeah, so we're about Adam Sandler movies. Thir- third of three, Jacob. This was your theme for those who've never listened to our podcast before. Uh, thank you for making it this far. <laughs> um, we uh, are hey, three people. For those of you that didn't make it, we 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 tried. You know, ask her. Then they're already gone. You're right. Fuck, fuck you guys. Man, okay. Go ahead. They came came back. <laughs> I'm so sorry for saying that to you guys. <laughs> Please take me back. But Change, if you've never listened before, there's three of us. So we take turns. One of us chooses a theme, and the three of us each pick a movie that fit that theme. So Jacob, you chose the theme for Adam Sandler films. Yeah, we watched choice by me. Little Nicky. And then we watched The Wedding Singer. And I was like, I'm tired of these freaking dramatic movies. Let's watch a comedy. <laughs> Let's watch a comedy starring Adam Sandler. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. This movie is laugh out loud hilarious. Oh my god, there's so many fart jokes and um gay panic jokes. Oh wait, those that's the other movies, never mind. Um <laughs> Lot, uh, there's a Ooh. lot less fried chicken in this movie than I was expecting for an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, so. no fried chicken, no meatballs. Little um, upsetting. The best. Uh, what what kind of food was? On this, in this there movie? was some steak. There was a lot of dipping fingers in liquids and placing on plates. Or yeah. there was one scene with that. Yeah, there was that. So there was also the same. there was cake. And then there was uh, barbecue chicken in the microwave. What are you guys talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Also, there was a lot of alcohol being drank. Food in this movie. (laughs) Kristen? (laughs) You're telling me you didn't pay attention to the food in this movie? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But, uh, yeah, so this is the final Adam Sandler film before we move on to our next theme. So, Uncut Gems. 
I've got jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, we are. This will probably come out. No, this comes out. This has to come out next week, right? Yeah, I gotta edit this on like tomorrow slash Monday. Tuesday. Oh man, I'm sorry, Jake. Yeah, that's okay. I gotta do what I gotta do. I must. I do what I must do. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, this is coming out right on the heels of. Uh, I was Josh Safdie's muse when he wrote Uncut Jams. Uncut Jams. <coughs> hopefully, uh, <coughs> hopefully it's not too old by the time this comes out on on Wednesday. Yeah, Never, nobody's gonna know what that is anymore. God damn it, we missed the trend again. I know. Okay, so Uncut Gems is the film. Let me guys. Let me guys. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> Lo- love you too. <laughs> So this film came out in 2019. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, A24 picture, the in- indie film studio that puts out a lot of indie films that yeah. are well regarded. Nice logo. <coughs> Based out of New York City. And it's directed by the Safdie brothers, Josh Safdie and Benny Safdie. Uh, with a script co-written between them and Ronald Bronstein. Yep, and it's based on loosely based on their father's time working in the diamond industry or diamond uh, section in New York. Is that mm-hmm. the diamond district? Yeah, diamond district. There you go. Mm-hmm. And he worked for a guy named Howard. They said interesting. The uh, this film um, has the highest box office for any A twenty four film too, which I thought was interesting. It had a budget of nineteen million. And um, had a box office return of fifty million. It might be the highest rated of uh, Adam Sandler movie too. Like the highest critical rating? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Possibly. Oh, you're talking about bud box office money for a twenty four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. My bad. Yep. Is it total box office or is it opening weekend box office is the most? Uh, it says it became a twenty four's highest grossing film domestically with fifty million dollars. Okay. So I think but total. I'd- that's cool. It had a wide release. Like, it had a limited release on December 13th, and then it had a wide release on Christmas Day. Isn't that weird? Mm, that is this weird. is a Christmas movie. Well, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> but, yeah, they originally conceived the film in 2009 and approached Adam Sandler to star, but Sandler's manager rejected the film script before Sandler ever got a chance to read it. So that, you know, he wasn't going to hear these new guys out. But it was after their film Good Time mm-hmm. came out, starring Robert Pattinson, and that w- was really well regarded that uh, they ended up being able to get Sandler back on board. With hey, A24 produced Eighth Grade. Nice. That's cool. That is cool. Name Sorry, one more. Name one uh, more. Krisha, Green Room. Uh, oh, shoot. You named Swiss two Army more. Man. Oh, three more. Shoot. Uh, uh, Ladybird. No, uh, you're naming too many. Um, you're only supposed to name one more. Well, Moonlight won a reward. A, a, a reward? They won a reward <laughs> for being the most moonlit <laughs> film. The uh, film was also, I thought in- this was interesting, executive produced by Martin Scorsese. Did you notice that? I did notice that. That was cool. So give, it yeah. some, give it some. Cl- give it some name power. Mm-hmm definite recognition behind it i wonder what he added to uh anything but this also that makes a lot of sense because this does have kind of a uh i want to say like a gang movie a little bit yeah it's definitely a crime crime movie 
the uh, film, um, like you said, was based on a lot of that. So it has a lot of like Jewish elements to the movie too, because it has that from their upbringing, the Safdie yeah. brothers. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, the film was notorious be- for being so good for Adam Sandler and everybody talking about like Adam Sandler getting nominated for an Oscar and then mm-hmm. he didn't get nominated for an Oscar. And he, he said on, he did a Howard Stern interview. He's like, if, if I don't win an Oscar for this movie, I'm going to make the worst movie anyone has ever seen. Yeah. You know what his next movie was? Uh-uh. Uh, not counting his like stand-up special. His next movie was Hubie Halloween. Ooh, man. Which is a great movie, but it is terrible. <laughs> I saw um, Kathy Bates uh, um, posted on, a t- on Twitter after he didn't get nominated. She said, bad news, Sandman gets no love from the Academy. Good news, Sandman can stop wearing suits. <laughs> yeah. Back to the shorts. Yep. So that was a bummer. But the film was really well regarded. It did um, um, get a lot of awards, and he actually won the um, – Golden Globe, I believe. Let me double check. Make sure I'm not wrong. Sandler did? Mm-hmm. For actor? Uh, maybe not. Maybe I am wrong. Mm. Would he won something would that time. I saw. Oh, okay. he won the Independent Spirit Award. Okay. That's what he won. Is that a, is that a good award? Uh, yeah. Okay. Good job, Adam Sandler. I'm, I'm proud of you. But it has a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. So very, very good. Yeah, it's a, so it it is a dramatic film, a serious film. He's playing, um, you know, more of a a character. He's got a fake, fake teeth and a fake, mm-hmm. I think a fake goatee. It might be a real goatee. It, it might be fake sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Not but, 100% sure about that. He's definitely not just playing Adam Sandler. There's a couple of moments. There's a moment he yells, he's, all right. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, it's Sandler. <laughs> but most of the time, he really, he does a great job. He f- blends into the role. Yeah, so. I agree with that. Um, one thing that I was keeping track of for these movies was the what number was the Adam Sandler movie in terms of uh, his filmography. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this one is going to be quite a leap from what we've had previously. Uh, we had number nine. Wedding singer, nine, 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 nine. Number fourteen for little Nicky. Fourteen, fourteen. Any guesses on what Uncut Gems is? Mm, Forty-one. Forty-one is the guess from Alex. Kristen, do you have a guess? Are we doing Price is Right rules? No. Okay. Um. Thirty. Which Adam Sandler? Thirty. Thirty. So. F- Whatever Alex said, and 30 for Kristen. Hey. 65. Uh, 61. That means I was closer. So uh, Alex was closer, but no one's right on the money, so you're both lost. So that's how this game works. <laughs> oh, that, that's a lot of movies. That is a lot of movies. Does that include He's, cameos and stuff? Uh, that might include cameos. I just uh, took the list off Wikipedia that, he, that went to... Uh, Fully acted in. I'm guessing it does because I think there are a couple of short films that are listed on there, um, at least after Uncut Gems, because he had two two. I think he had two short films that he was part of, plus a stand-up special between this and Hubie Halloween. Interesting. That were listed, but 
those weren't, didn't count towards my numbers, obviously, since they were after. Yeah. This was also his first theatrical release film since Pixels came out in 2015. So he went a few years without having a yeah. theatrical release. At least a live action. I don't know if the Hotel Transylvania was in there or not. Well, as long as it wasn't number four. And that's interesting since he was. I wonder when he stopped doing one movie per year since he was doing that for a while. Well, he was. I think he was. The, he still had the Netflix movies coming out, but theatrically released movies. Oh, gotcha. He, he, yeah, he doesn't really do a lot in the theaters anymore. Um, so let's talk about our history with this film. Um, uh, Chris. Um, well, I had, uh, not wanted to watch this movie for a long time. (laughs) And, um, I was not excited to watch it this time. (laughs) (laughs) You're never excited to watch these podcast movies. Yeah, I know. Just, I don't know. It's like an assignment, like I said before. So it's (laughs) like, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've gotten uh, since so I've taken a lot looser approach lately. Uh, I'm, I'm always we, loose, especially since we uh, adjusted the way we were doing this, doing yeah, the podcast. You know, that dud make or that dud, that dud, dud, dud. <laughs> <laughs> that does make it like easier to enjoy the movie because I felt like I had really gotten into this movie even though i knew it happened i already had yeah. read the synopsis previously before alex even chose this movie so i already knew it was gonna happen but it still like wow. captivated me is this the first time you've seen this yes it is oh my gosh but she read, read the, the synopsis, synopsis before ah! i am yep. sure but like i didn't know when it was gonna happen or how it was going to at the end uh, but I knew it was going to happen, and it still surprised yeah. me when it did happen. So yeah, well, I'll tell you my history. <laughs> oh, me. I guess okay. that wasn't really a history. I was giving <laughs> my thoughts already. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that's okay. Um, I watched this movie. I think when it right when it came out, or near when it released, I believe. Uh, I think off of your recommendation, Alex. Is that correct? Or yeah, when it came out on, at least on digital video, yeah, I, I'll t- I'll talk about when I saw it a second. Okay. Uh, but so I watched it for the first time, and uh, I will actually replicate similar to what Kristen said. Though I knew the ending, you know, I'd seen it <sighs> before, and what not? I mean, not originally from the when I I mean oh watching. oh okay yeah because I had seen it before and I was still surprised like I was still like oh man I forgot that happened and I. They're still shook and like, oh man, gosh. Yeah. So definitely still got me, which is awesome. Uh, but yeah, I liked this movie the very first time I watched it. I felt so much anxiety, so much stress, so much just like, ah, uh, that it's just like. Is, uh, we'll talk about that um, yeah. in a second. So I don't want to. I was going to say something. I'm going to stop myself. But yeah, that's <laughs> okay. Go ahead. That's my, that's my history with it. Uh, I watched it uh, a couple days ago and yeah. now we're here. So my history, I wa- I watched it. Um, I was on a flight from Salt Lake City to Nashville, but it was Salt Lake City to Atlanta, 
and I watched Knives Out on the Delta airplane. Hmm. Um, and then Knives Out was over, and I was like, oh, now what should I watch? So I turned on Uncut Gems. Man. And I got maybe halfway through it, maybe a little more than halfway through it. And then I was like, oh, okay, I'll finish it on my Atlanta to Nashville flight because um, it was Delta. And then my Do you know Delta what part flight, it stopped at? No, I can't remember. No. Okay. Um, but then my Delta flight from Atlanta to Nashville did not have the TV screens, so yeah, I couldn't yeah. watch it. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to be in Nashville for a week. This is when I went to, to visit by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I'll finish. I'll watch the rest of it on my flight home from Nashville. So um, I didn't watch it all that whole week. Um, and it was like in my head. I'm like, oh, my God, what's going to happen in that movie? And then on my way home, my flight from – I flew from um, – where did I go? Oh, Chicago. And then Chicago to Salt Lake City. My flight from Nashville to Chicago was a normal flight, um, but it did not have TV screens. <laughs> oh, my god! And then my connecting flight was a smaller American Airlines plane. I was like, there's no way they're going to have TV screens. So I'm like, damn it. Now what am I going to do? So I ended up – while I was waiting for my connecting flight in Chicago, I rented it on Amazon and finished it. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's and so, so that funny. was, yeah, that was my history with watching it. So I, it took me a week to finish that movie. Um, but I will say as far as the anxiety that did not go away, um, even having a long break in the middle of the movie. And I had not watched it since. Um, but it's, <clears throat> stuck with me i've talked about it a lot i've talked about it on this podcast like oh, i wish i should pick that because i wanted to watch it again um so yeah that's my history with it um do uh either of you guys have a muse um yeah Kristen's my muse oh i don't know what a muse is What's um a muse? <laughs> my muse is uh I don't know. I was like, trying to think of something smart. I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> Muse is someone that inspires you, someone who uh, uh, you create for or do something for or something of that nature. Oh, okay. What about this? Is that a frog? Does this count? <laughs> it counts what? Muse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to put that in the uh, probably but shouldn't category. <laughs> I know it's the muse. I okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Good joke. Do, do you have a muse, Jacob? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. All right. <laughs> it's an, uh, an amusement park. <laughs> Kristen, did you have time to think of uh, a muse? <laughs> uh, no, I did not. Okay. All right. We'll move on. <laughs> okay. All right. So, like we do every week, we are three people who are going to take three things away from this film and chat about them so who should i start since it was my movie yeah okay so we you could talk about uncut gems without talking about 
the stress and anxiety of the movie. So that is one of my big three is just the feelings of stress and anxiety that this movie caused. Um, So much. I want to ask Kristen first because I was like, she was sitting on the one part of the couch and I was sitting further back on the couch so I could see her the whole time Mm -hmm. we were watching the movie. And like just watching her have a panic attack at times because of all the anxiety in the movie. So I'm curious, Kristen, how was the stress for you? It was, um, it was, uh, overwhelming at some parts. (laughs) (laughs) Like I would just hit, there was so much going on. And then like, I just don't understand how people live like that. Like, yeah, he's like running here and there doing this and like, knowing he owes money to all these people but he's still doing stuff that doesn't help him in the long run and it's like what is happening just i thought they did a really good job with that like showing how he had all this pressure and anxiety and stuff like you really felt that in the movie yeah i agree felt his all of his life troubles everything he was trying to do to get out of them uh Basically, every time he would enter a different area, he would basically enter a, a different mode of himself, which created so much anxiety when it was like like one of those stressful moments where he's like fighting and yelling at everybody. And uh, that scene where he's at the auctioneer place and she's like, as long as you don't yell, and he just starts yelling as soon as she calls, you know, mm-hmm. it's like immediate <laughs> stress, anxiety, you know. <laughs> well, then the, the scene that um, really gets me is the one when he, the, he is in the um, his jewelry shop and kevin garnett is coming back to with the stone and then they're stuck in the stuck thing. in the door and then the guy is buzzing on the thing downstairs and then um you know it's just there's so much going on in the shop yeah. too before kg shows up like it's just yeah it's so stressful yeah. and chaotic i i wrote down on my notes uh there's a little section that section uh, it says, uh, all hell breaks loose, is what I wrote down. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's it's just crazy. Um, and I didn't really uh, – there's so many little moments where they'll, like, have something happen where they'll, like, connect the story. And they'll just have, like, a little moment of stress and anxiety, you know. And it's just, like, the way that they space it out mm-hmm. uh, to give you a moment to breathe before they just attack you again. Uh, it's it's really well built to uh, keep you interested with not overwhelming you, but at the same time making you feel every little bit like you are Howard trying to survive his life. Yeah. Well, and there's like the scene when he thinks he's won that big bet and he, f- it's, he has that calmness. He gets the stakes. Yeah. It's like he has that quiet moment when he's sexting with Julia. And, yeah. And then... Uh, you find out the bet got canceled and it's like, Oh my God. God, that, that made, makes my stomach drop now. Even you saying it. <laughs> yeah. It's rough. Um, the so other, much money, the other thing with the stress is like, sometimes he just, he brings so much of the stress on himself. Like when they stop at his apartment and his son's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. And he's like, no, God damn it. Oh, and he's like, knocking on neighbors doors and stuff I'm like just let your son go to the bathroom in your apartment. Yeah. Man. He brought, you bring so much suspicion just by being, dumb yeah but i mean at that time he was worried that julia was there you know and mm-hmm. how is he gonna explain that to his you know well that's uh, the only reason he stopped there a- was to see if she was there too it's like yeah why did you need to do that yeah 
That's so. Well, he didn't have his priorities straight ever, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. So. That that's who he was. So. Yeah. Um. Anything else you guys like to add about the stress and anxiety? Uh. Just well, I mean, with the stress and anxiety, you can't not talk about just the the entire like the entire final scene, the entire ending. Uh huh. Area, which that was one of my sections, was the ending scene. I don't know if we want to do it now. I wasn't expecting to talk about anxiety so quickly. Uh, oh, we can wait to do it, but I don't. Yeah, we can, we can wait till the end if you'd like, or we can okay. talk if, either I mean, way. If uh, yeah, we can wait because that's basically my whole one of my basically my whole thing is that I guess. But, okay. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about, um, if if I'm taking three, you know was the gambling aspect of of the movie you know the sports betting and uh all that um i know for me i love i love me as a sports bet mm-hmm. what about you guys um <laughs> that's uh gambling was one of my things for okay. one of my three um which i didn't pick backups so i forgot about that <laughs> <laughs> well you got but, time if you had something um i don't know it's just like gambling's been just like a hard thing for me to do like i don't know it's hard to like well, know i'm talking about stress and anxiety gambling is just full of it oh too, yeah so. yeah like <laughs> i just i can't fathom putting so much money down and knowing that it's just gone if you yeah. lose like you think there's nothing else after that like i don't know it's just hard to think about doing that so i'm not i'm not a huge gambler so i don't like to do it as has las vegas not been calling your name Kristen? no even when i go to las vegas i don't even play like the table games or anything because <laughs> i get nervous and i don't want to do get, it. She, she gambles away on the slots, though. I yeah, the slot machines are fun, but even that, it's like harder to play those because you have to bet high and yeah, it's hard to watch your money go down and down and nothing's happening and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then as soon as you get you get on a hot streak, especially if you're at the table. You know, and you get a couple of runs. And or the slot, you win a bonus, and it's like it does like a fun game sometimes. That's but exciting. you got to learn when to walk away. And the one time that I actually hit big on a slot machine, <laughs> I just put the money right back in there because <laughs> I did not walk away. <laughs> yeah. Dang. That's hard. So sports betting, Jacob. Yes, sports betting. I wanted to. Uh, I was hoping we would do this podcast a little closer to the Super Bowl time, but uh, I, you know, I I play some play some bets around the Super Bowl uh, that I was hoping to talk about because I I want to play some parlay bets, just like Adam Sandler does in this in this movie, and I love a parlay bet. So I was. Um, I guess I just wanted to talk about that, but I guess it nothing really to talk about with it. I don't win anything because I <laughs> place way too many, too many legs. Too many legs you know, on your I, parlay. I, I had this one bet for the Super Bowl where I only needed one more, one more thing. I needed Jamar Chase to get a touchdown, and if I had won, I would have hit a ten leg parlay bet. Yeah, that's too much. 
It's crazy. It's a, parlay, a parlay is really, uh, I think, fool's gold most of the time because it's yeah. like, oh, I this seems like like all these things are bound to happen, but I mean the odds are one of them at least probably isn't, and yeah, like you you get swayed by the big payday because the odds are so stacked against everything happening. Yeah, they got me hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> I know for a fact that OBJ is going to get at least 50 receiving yards, okay? Plus, mm-hmm. Jamar Chase and touchdown, OBJ touchdown, Cooper Cup a touchdown. Well, Jacob, you should have put a parlay on a basketball game. That would have been even more perfect for this episode. Yeah, but I don't know anything about basketball. Oh, if you... you so there's this ball it's an what orange color ball. is it oh, is it the is the most orange of any of the balls most orange yeah i think so okay okay i don't I, know maybe uh, a mini, mini golf does that count no because there's orange. all sorts of different colors for that it's okay. like a regulation color yeah yeah so it's the most most orange ball and okay. um the players will throw it and try to get it in the hoop okay kind of like uh kind of like horseshoes yeah okay I uh I will say that if uh I had paid more attention to what was going on, I would have bet on the MLB coming back, okay? That's what I would have bet on. Was that a bet that you could have made? <laughs> Maybe. I'd have took that bet. I'd have said the MLB is never coming back. Never <laughs> had a loss. It shut down. Good. All the history. <laughs> ah, I just dropped my microphone. Uh, the other thing with... um. The sports betting aspect of the movie, um, we he goes to his, you know, soon to be ex wife's home with the family to help, you know, put the kids down because they haven't told the kids they're getting divorced, mm-hmm. and he goes to visit with his older teenage son and he's watching the game and he yeah. talked about oh I got if if they win I get twenty five bucks from my friend I'm like oh man yeah his son like admires it and his dad yeah and his like father, like son, you know, going to have that addiction for himself. Well, well maybe not after, you know, the end of the movie. But Yeah, maybe not. Uh, but it's perfect, you know, story writing, you know, the kid who doesn't get any love from his dad because he's so busy doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. He's like, what is my dad doing that he's putting all his time and effort into? I'll do that thing, so he'll show me love, you know. Yeah. Cycle. Yeah, definitely. And then for him for Howard it's like he's at the point where he's borrowed so much money he he doesn't see a way out without gambling the money to make it back cuz he yeah. doesn't he get gamble in the first place to make money like he doesn't want to just give the $100,000 to Arno he wants to make his money still mm-hmm. yeah i didn't get uh uh cuz i didn't i guess i i didn't get part of he made that one original parlay that got stopped mm-hmm. and that money that was like forty one thousand dollars is how much that how much it was yeah. what happened to that money did arlo take it yeah he would have taken it because how much money did he owe he's he owed a hundred thousand dollars that they said at some point so he still owed like sixty thousand dollars man yeah and that was to arlo plus arno. he had arno arno yeah. my bad yeah. plus he had money from uh 
the wiry guy with the hair who he gave him the watch to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he owed Gooey some money at the end too. Yeah. Plus his dad at the end he ended up owing. That's Gooey. Uh, oh, that's Gooey. Okay. Uh huh. So that was yeah. his dad. Yeah, his father-in-law Gooey. Okay, got it. Yep. Dang. Crazy, crazy, crazy. And in the end, he didn't. His family's not gonna get any of that money. Nobody who he held money is gonna get any of that money except for. Uh, well, I'm sure the henchmen. The henchmen guys are gonna come after Julia, so because they know she has maybe. the money. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they think she ran off with the money. Yeah, because they never saw her with the money, you know. So they don't know who yeah. got it at the end. Yeah, uh, and th- they robbed the store, so they probably feel it even, you know. Mm-hmm. Watch them do like a Fargo um, thing where they make a TV show and you find out what happens with the money. Like on Fargo. (laughs) Do they all get accents? Because that would be a weird step in a weird direction. That would be weird. That is what's going to happen. Okay. Well, I'm going to opt out of... (laughs) I'm out. (laughs) 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 All right, sharks. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> okay. and for these reasons, I'm out. Um, uh, as far as me for sports betting or, or betting in general, I like I like gambling, but I I I think I can't put that amount of stress on me, so it's I don't usually go that far in with the money. Um, but for sports betting, I've done a few parlays. I don't. I'm kind of over them. They never pay off, and <laughs> I'd rather just do a few straight bets and put a little more money into it that I think can pay off. Um. I like craps and blackjack a little bit more for sure. See, I get so mad because it's like every time I do a straight bet that I'm like, okay, I definitely think this is going to win. I lose. So I'm like, well, if I'm going to lose anyway, I might as well just bet a little bit of money on all this shit for a way bigger payout if I'm going to lose anyway. I don't know. Well, don't lose your straight bets. Well, that's That's why I'm only going to do the straightest of bets from now on yeah i'm only betting on the jaguars to win i bet on them to win the super bowl last year and i would have got like a lot of money but obviously that did not happen hey i bet on stafford to win the mvp last year and uh that did not happen although he did win this it was much closer than the jaguars winning the super bowl (laughs) okay i'm saying i'm closer than you i should have gotten like a consolation prize for them going to the Super Bowl with Stafford. That's all I'm saying. I'll give you a consolation prize. What is it? Do you like knuckle sandwiches? I thought you were going to ask me if I like pina colada, to which <laughs> I was going to say no. <laughs> so I'll just keep the same answer and say no. Okay. Your turn, a- Kristen. Oh. Unless um, you guys got something else about sports betting or betting in general. No, I just love it and I want to win all the money. <laughs> I want to win all the money. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm glad we got that settled. <laughs> um, one of the things I wrote down was gems, like stones. Uncut gems. Jams. Strawberry. Jams. Jams. Yeah. Like jams. Um, <laughs> just like how people put so much value in like jewelry like yeah i don't see the point of it i don't like i don't know 
Like, why does it have to be so... If it's, like, really, like, gaudy, I think it looks fake. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, to specifically, like, uh, diamonds? What about, like, a big, chunky necklace? Yeah. What about, like, uh, what about, like, if you had the pearl just on, a, like, a necklace, like a Flavor Flav necklace, and it was just the gem there? Would that look okay? Uh... I don't know. No. No. Yeah, I like, uh, I don't like jewelry so much. um, But I really like, I like gems and I like rocks and I like looking at them when they're like on a shelf or something or, you know, but I don't like. uh, Well, that's because you were raised by a rock hound, so. Yeah, but I also, yeah, but it's (laughs) like, I, I look at it and it's like appealing to my eye you know it's, i can see the beauty in the the i don't know i can see the beauty in it <clears throat> yeah it is pretty cool i really thought the old the black opal that he was you know trying to sell what i, I don't know what i'm trying to say now <laughs> <laughs> you like you it? Thought, i like the black beautiful. opal i thought it was cool you can see the universe if you look inside the opal yeah, I was telling Alex, I was like, you should feel special because his birthstone is opal. <laughs> yeah, and like, I See, did. opals are cool. And you did feel special? Yep. <laughs> okay. Do you have any opal, Alex? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't really have any gems or jewelry, so. No. Um, okay. But Kristen has some jewelry. <laughs> yeah i do <laughs> if you want to go to our house she's got some jewelry oh Come rob us. <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting like the it ju- the thing about jewelry too is it's finite so it has like value in that there's only so much of it, mm-hmm. but it's also like, it's not like there's, it's not useful. So it is only because it's pretty it's rare and rare. But yeah. Here's the, here's the thing. We don't like jewelry. Kristen, how do you feel about a PSA 10 Charizard on a necklace hanging from a what? <laughs> <laughs> a I, PSA 10 I heard first edition holographic Charizard. <laughs> Paying for a necklace. I don't know about that, but what about a, like, bedazzled Furby? How about that? (laughs) With diamonds or, like, bedazzled, like, beads? Because I'll take the beads. (laughs) Oh, okay. $65 million. Uh, No, because that's, like, the same same kind of concept, because it's rare, because there's only a certain amount of them, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, that people I mean, are so. Uh, it's just it's not like important to me. I mean, like you can take like wedding rings and engagement rings, for instance. Like, I didn't want like a big like showy ring or anything. Like, I wanted it to be kind of like delicate and not. Like, but then I bought you this really, really, really expensive ring anyway because I'm rich. Hey, work. let me ask you this question: Isn't isn't the whole thing with an engagement ring kind of like, hey, here is value. Six years of my right? salary. Here is how much you are worth, <laughs> right? 
I'm buying you. Isn't that basically what it is? It's like, I don't know. It's I feel like it's it's a lot of. I guess it depends on the person who's getting it and what they want. Of course, you know, like looking back on it now, I kind of wish I had gotten like a like not even this expensive of a ring that I have yeah. now. Like I don't know. I think like antique rings are cool. Like you know with a story and like a history yeah and it's like even one that doesn't even have like a bunch of diamonds or anything like just how many diamonds though is do you want exactly in carrots i mean actually i didn't even i mean i thought not even having a diamond would be cool like having a gem would be better like an emerald like an emerald so you're saying that i wasted my valentine's (laughs) day gift to you this year also no that was nice i like that because you guys they got me my alex and the kids got me a necklace and earring set oh and i thought that was sweet because you guys i mean you haven't given jewelry to me in so long yeah i got burned the last time i got you a necklace so probably because you don't listen to the podcast in the future alex (laughs) it wasn't my fault okay (laughs) I it got stolen. I swear, I did not lose <laughs> that first necklace you bought me. Okay, it got stolen. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, yeah. Yeah, go that's on. Just, yeah, that's just me. So here's my thing about jewelry. There's one ring I want, but it was destroyed long ago. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I have a thing for jewelry, but the thing that I want is I want this like golden glove that has all these gems in it. These stones, if you will. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's the kind of jewelry I like. Where do you get them? Just all over space and time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> um, anything else for gems? Going uh, no. Going twice I ro- sold. Oh. I like a uh, I guess I'm going to transition to one thing that I had, one of the things that I had, and I mentioned it a tiny bit, was um, I like how at the very beginning of the movie... <laughs> <laughs> what was that? What? What if you just did? I didn't do anything. I'm oh just my listening. Gosh. Okay, sorry, Jake. <laughs> um, so they say, like, uh, talking about gems uh, and the black opal, let's see you can see, like, the universe inside the gem in the movie. And I really like how... They kind of keep that thread going from the very beginning as soon as you start the movie all the way till the end. I can't do the podcast. I can't handle it. I'm going to quit. <laughs> Kristen's laughing. It's making me laugh. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I tried to. It's okay. We'll just get this point. It's no. Like, oh, it's okay. No, it's okay. It's not. No, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. It's not, there's nothing to talk about. It's just something that I thought was cool. Okay, so Jacob's thing, I'm going to talk about it then. So Jacob's thing is the universe, and at the beginning of the movie, you explore the gem, and it's like going into the universe. And it's like, the universe looks a lot like a butthole. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're like, oh wait, this is somebody's colon, right? Am I on the right track? Kinda. (laughs) I think it's, uh... um, more like how even subatomically like it goes down like deep we're all connected we're all part of the same 
flat carbon. We're all we're part all of atoms. Yeah. We're all yeah. It's just kind of that thing, whole, that thing again. And I like how they use that throughout the movie as a connecting piece uh, throughout the story. Well, the way they introduce ha- the Howard character is it's shocking. Yeah, and then the way they end is it goes into his his brain. bullet wound and you see his, his brain, and then the brain transitions to the opal. Yeah, the you start from the back end, you you end at the front end. <laughs> uh huh. It's a total time twist. But sometimes you're like, wait, are we in somebody's ear right now? And you're like, oh wait, no, this is somebody's butthole. If, right, Kristen. <laughs> Like this looks like an ear canal <laughs> for his stomach. <laughs> it's so funny. As soon as I saw it, when it, like I, I, I was like, I'm pretty sure this is an asshole. I'm pretty sure this is a clone. I wrote oh down. Oh my gosh! That's I, I even wrote down the note. Uh, I like the tonal music as you enter his uh, col as you're entering the colon. His sphincter. Oh yeah, exactly. I wrote down sphincter. <laughs> I, I draw. I drew an Egyptian mummy here, uh, hieroglyphic for sphincter, so I would know. <laughs> I did draw a helicopter. Though, for oh real. my god! Oh, that's cool. That is a cool <laughs> helicopter. It looks like it has feet. It, it does like have a feet. Baby helicopter. Those are the little <laughs> landing gears, but it, I guess they do look like feet. I don't remember why I jumped the helicopter. Oh yeah, explain the old oh, man yeah. in the helicopter is what my note says. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I, I agree. I, I like the um, otherworldly aspect of that. Um, and since you talked about the music, one of my three things is the score of the movie. I really like the score of the movie. Mm-hmm. It has a, um, at times, like at this time and then, you know, towards the end, it has like a very almost fan- fantastical sound to it. Yeah. Um, but then, like, it starts getting speedy speedier because it's kind of slower and then it speeds up (laughs) (laughs) it speeds up later like when things get really stressed and it gets like it uses more of the my you know minor notes and stuff to like communicate the stress yeah like they do a good job with the music in the movie who's who composed it uh um Daniel Lopatin composing yeah. the soundtrack. I wonder what he else recorded several songs with the weekend for the film, which were unused. Interesting. Interesting. He's also um, done some of his own music and stuff before. Put out his own, and he did the um, score for Good Time. Oh, okay. So he's worked with A twenty four before, and the Safety Brothers. Oh yeah, and the Safety Brothers. I guess they. Um, the other thing, the other music part away from the score is the part when he is, I, I can't remember which scene, but one of the scenes when he's going to his apartment, whether it's away from his family or with his family, but he's, you know, living separate lives. Yeah. It plays The Stranger by Billy Joel, which, you know, is a really fitting because he's just like, he's just different people. He's yeah. not the same person. Yeah, he's definitely got two lives going on, uh, two different worlds. He's Hannah Montana-ing it, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> Only probably not the best of of both not worlds. Not the best here. of both worlds. Yeah. He's got. He's like the opposite of Hannah Montana. Although his girlfriend does get his name tattooed on her butt. Yeah, and it's a very nice butt. 
I wish uh, someone would tattoo Howie on my butt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll do it. You're in? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm immediately in. Are you going to fly down like tonight? Oh, my God. I'm on the next flight out of here. Okay. Make sure you watch Uncut Gems on the flight over. <laughs> okay. I'll watch Only half, half of it, it though. Yeah. yeah. I'm talking about the music, though. There's a couple times, too, where like the absence of music like felt like you could feel the impact of it and i think like one is after he felt that thought he had won that big bet and you know was going home to (laughs) with the stakes and stuff and then hides in the closet and is sexting julia and everything it's like so silent and just like like he actually has some calmness and a win you know i think uh that silence also adds uh, some suspense and some almost, uh, you know, kind of like, for me, uh, it almost felt a little creepy for a minute or almost even, not even creepy, but like, uh, I thought maybe he was going to walk in on her cheating or something at first. Um, like maybe she was lying and she was going to sneak some guy out the house while he was in there and he's hiding mm-hmm. in the closet. So it felt a little suspense that uh, wasn't actually needed there for a minute, uh, which I thought was cool. Um, but Sometimes um, silence can be so effective, uh, especially when in a movie where you can get rid of all the background noise and the white noise, you know. And yeah, and you just have the it. clicking of his phone like that. Yeah, and that's it, which you wouldn't actually hear because most people don't have that feature turned on. But Well, he does. He does. I don't know. I think Kristen does. Don't you, Kristen? Kristen, do you? No, my phone's usually on silent. I think default is not on. It's something you have to turn on. I think that's just what they do in the movies. <laughs> there yeah. was, was it Freedom or something? They talked about this where it's like they put that noise of like you having to text, like the clickety clack of it. Oh yeah, people maybe. know that you're. It's like with the phone, with the how the phones you would hear the dial tone and stuff, but it's like you never hear that normally. Like yeah. Yeah, like when the yeah, phone disconnects. Add some stuff for the for the hangs up. audience sometimes. But yeah, did you have something to add about that scene, Jacob, or was that it? Oh, um, basically, uh, let me see here. <laughs> she, I loved her in her lingerie. She's looking great. Adam Sandler. I wish. Uh, <laughs> I wish like, he had I'm a little less keep, lingerie. Shut. I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> Alex is gonna keep his lips tight and shut. Uh, I um, think uh, my lips aren't that close. Hey, close those lips. Um, <laughs> I want to know how much he's spending on this apartment and why does he have that apartment in the first place? You know, if it's not like a secret apartment because his you, family knows about it. Yeah, it's probably just like oh he he works in the city so he's got this here in case he needs it. The um, other thing that I was gonna say is uh, I feel like. Julia and Howard have like a cute relationship. Yeah. <laughs> they honestly seem to like bit. each other. But who knows? Who knows? He's a he's a married man and she's a uh, worker for an employee of his. So it's always a uh, risky relationship and tight thing no matter what. So mm-hmm. a tight rope Mm -hmm. to walk on is what i was trying to say there (laughs) who knows i thought you were just talking about tight tight 
Tight, 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 tight. <laughs> um, should, I, should uh, we uh, say moist over and over and over again? Uh, no. Oh, okay. But uh, Kristen, do you have a, something that you were going to take three? Well, my last one was addiction. Like, at least he obviously has a gambling addiction. Yeah. Because he feels like he needs to do that, and he's using it as, like, a last resort to, like, solve all his problems. Yeah. This movie, I mean, uh, even even that auction scene, he's gambling (laughs) on Kevin Garnett. You know, bidding, and he's hedging his bet with his father-in-law. Like it. He feels like things will always work out for him the way they need to. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, you know, at some point, uh, you start thinking, oh, excuse me, you start thinking, you know, uh, it has to go right for me eventually, right? So, I don't know. Yeah. That's insanity, right? When you keep doing the same thing over and over again and expect different results. Mm-hmm. But Have you guys ever seen the movie The Gambler? No, I've seen the movie uh, The Gambit. I I don't know what that is. Isn't that a isn't that a superhero movie with uh, Channing Tatum? Well, that never came out. <laughs> that never. <laughs> it was supposed to happen, but it never did. Pretty sure I've seen that movie. <laughs> Maybe I dropped it. <laughs> I'm like, I can see a whole uh, plot in my head about it. Oh my god! Am I from a different universe? Where that movie <laughs> you came might out? Be. Yeah. I want I uh, put a pin in that because I want to okay. know about that. <laughs> um, but it's it's about the there's an older version too, and then they did did a remake with Mark Wahlberg in it and stuff. But he's like um um has a gambling problem too, and he's in debt and stuff. But it ends on a, a much happier <laughs> note for yeah. him. Um, um, what I was gonna say about addiction was this movie. Uh, reminds me of another movie that deals with addiction a little bit, uh, and that's a Requ- Requiem for a Dream. Uh, not that this movie, not that that movie deals with drug no, addiction a little movie, bit, but that they remind me of each other a little bit. Yeah, both of those, this movie and that movie, made my heart, you know, pound out yeah. of my chest. Yeah, very similar feelings uh, with watching both movies, and a, a feeling that I can't say I've gotten from many movies. No. Uh, it's definitely a standalone, like impactful like significant feeling feeling uh that these movie makers were able to produce so that's uh maybe that's something with with addiction and being able to actually tap into that a little bit or something i'm not sure but it's really interesting and really uh i really really appreciate that they made this movie one that i enjoy going back to because wrecking for a dream it was a really good well done movie i never never want to watch it again yeah i I can never watch that movie again the manic episodes that the mother had. Oh my gosh, those like uh, yeah, scared me. Like because and then I, just the I've end gone of that movie. Oh I yeah, just picture that, that red crazy. hair. What were you gonna brain. say? The manic. Oh, just just because like I've had anxiety attacks and stuff, and going through that manic t- period in your mind when that happens, it's just like it like was kind of like a trigger almost. <laughs> like it was yeah. It was just really, like, believable to where it did make me feel like I was starting to get some anxiety watching that. Like, just thinking about it now, it's just like, oh, gosh. Like, 
Yeah, no kidding. They really captured that in that movie. <laughs> Do you think you would have had similar feelings if you didn't know the ending of this movie? Or do you think you still felt it? Because the ending I, isn't necessarily the stre- a stressful part. I think part. I felt it. Like, I felt the, the, what's the word I'm looking for? The anxiety. Suspense. suspense. How come I couldn't think of that word? <laughs> the suspense <laughs> of this movie. Like, it just, there were at times where I was, like, like putting my head in my hands. Like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, why can't they just listen to him? Like, of course, he, they don't trust him. But, like, you know, like, where else are you going to get his money? They get their money. Like. Yeah. And it just, yeah. Like, I felt the suspense a lot in this movie. I wonder what this movie would have been like in theaters. Like, with a packed house. <clears throat> like, that. Could you feel the tension in the air? Oh, man. Yeah, that'd be interesting. One thing that I wrote down, uh, are we still talking about uh, the three? Addiction? We yeah, we should talk about addiction. Uh-huh. Okay, sorry. I'm, oh, I, I mean, I didn't have anything else. I mean, addiction. It, gambling, too, is a tough one because it's not like there's not a, f- I mean, there's an action taking place, but there's not a a physical thing happening to you mm-hmm. from it, you know? It's like... You can hide it, I think, easier, too. Yeah. I think uh, any addictions, uh, people, if they are, I guess, shameful of them or ashamed of them, I think we'll try to hide them. But Mm -hmm. definitely easy when uh, it's not taking a toll on your body. Yeah. (laughs) Although I would say Howard is probably feeling a little toll on his body, especially when he gets right in the face. Pow, right in the kisser, yeah. Pow! You know, um with that one but and when he has no clothes on he's naked in the trunk mm-hmm wasn't me naked in the trunk <laughs> wasn't me <laughs> i don't think we're allowed to sing that song are we yes okay the um so you do you have that was your last thing Kristen? yeah i didn't have anything else okay uh, I have one more thing, and then I'll go to Jacob, because I know Jacob's last thing is about the end of the movie, right, Jacob? Yeah, I did have one other thing I wanted to mention, but it's not like a, it's not like a three. Yeah. A big three. Um, I really liked how, I, like, all the Jewish traditions that they included in the movie. That was my talk- next thing was Judaism. <laughs> oh. oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to step on you. <laughs> go ahead. So, yeah, I, um, my thing was... Judaism, it seems like the uh, fun religion. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> little hats. The um the part that made me really think that was when they were in the like the man cave watching sports and smoking yeah. cigars and stuff. And, and the kids were and the kids around. come in and his son finds the thing and he's like so happy and proud. I'm like, man. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. that was exciting. All the but bonding. I'm sure that, yeah. And you, yeah, a real big sense of community and family. Yeah, for sure. But I don't like any organized religion in, you know, full transparency. So I wouldn't like Judaism. But it just seems like if I had to pick one, I'm like, hey, why not? I'll try it. Hey, why not? I'll try being Jewish. (laughs) (laughs) The uh, the old Jewish is the uh, is the uh, more realistic version of the Bible, right? I don't know. Isn't that what what about realistic Jewish faith? Well, well, because they don't believe that Jesus was the Son of God, 
Yeah. So, so basically, they don't believe the New Testament, right? Yeah, for the, the most part. But Bible. they have the t- the Torah too. Is there what they? Oh, okay. Um, along with you know parts of the Bible, but the Torah. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I like they de- definitely incorporate it into the film a lot, which you know they have that whole scene, the whole Passover night, is is really big in the movie. Yeah. And then um, I didn't get uh, that whole thing. I was like, wait a minute, Arno, are, are, Arno's part of the family? Yeah, and he then married I into got, it. They said. I got so confused at that point. Wait, and and, and he wasn't wearing a like a a yarmulke, so was he traditionally Jewish? Arno, a, no, he's yeah. not. He's not okay. Jewish. Yeah, so I was uh, that was I was like, ooh, so that's got some tension, you know, some probably uh mm-hmm. there. Uh, well, and did you know the first two sports? first two points scored in the NBA was by a Jew? I I did. I learned that during this movie. Oh, okay. Okay. Did you know that before this movie? Mm, nope. Oh, okay. The, um, the last thing before we jump to your thing that I wanted to say was when his son goes up to use the bathroom and he knocks on neighbor's door and the neighbor's like, number one or number two? And he's yeah. like, number one, of course. What? Who cares? Just let a guy take his shit. If he needs to take his shit, man, come on. And he took his shit anyway. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, that's all I got on that. Oh, but the other neighbor, he's like, oh, he was on the good. He was on Good Times back in the day, and yeah. I'm like, hey, that's funny because the movie they did before this was called Good Time. So I thought that was oh, that's in- funny. Interesting that they included that actor in that part of the movie. John, that's John Amos. Um, he also played the dad in, uh, Coming to America. Okay, yeah. He played yeah. the girl's dad that owns McDowell's. That's the rival of McDonald's. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, one really quick thing. Um, the <clears throat> actor playing Phil, the henchman, I, I find, I found him legitimately terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, was watching an interview with, uh, Sandler and, uh, the directors, the brothers, um, and they talked about that scene where, uh, like, he's in the car and he's getting, like, beat up. And mm-hmm. apparently, the, like, they did the, the first take and they were, like, uh, like one scary guy um, was just, like, hey, I'm a big fan of Mr. Deeds. He's like, hey, Mr. Deeds. And then as soon as he's, like, actually, he's, like, <laughs> just like, I was, like, oh, funny. God. And apparently, like, he left, like, left with, like, a bunch of bruises and they were, like, just beating the shit out of Sandler during that scene. Man. That's what they said. But, yeah, I thought that was the, funny. The actor who played him, his name is Keith Richards. <laughs> Whoa, Keith William Richards. I know. Uh, I probably goes he puts that middle name in there so he doesn't get confused with the real Keith Richards. <laughs> he gets double gets booked for the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, like oh man, we love the Rolling Stones. I was like, oh, that's not me. You getting catfished? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jacob, take us home. Take us home. Oh, man. So my thing is basically just this entire ending scene starting when, uh, you know, the auction, after the auction ends and he gets the cash from uh, KG, Kevin mm-hmm. Garnett. Uh, and this the way he gets this, like, the way he gets the coordination to get the money to... Well, and then he starts placing the bet... With yeah, KG. With, yeah, with KG. And I wrote down, I wonder how Calvin, Calvin Ridley feels about this. Is what I wrote down. <laughs> yeah, um, no kidding. 
uh, but uh, yeah, he's just making make, like giving him all his inspiration. Like, don't you feel offended that they think you're only gonna get eight rebounds uh, and stuff? That's that was pretty cool. Uh, he's just like writing on a piece of notepad, like a piece of sticky note, and sticking mm-hmm. in his bag. And it's so cool how he like sneaks it through the window to Julia, and I don't know. That yeah, that whole... w- the window shot. I really like the window shot. Like, yeah. you really feel a connection between them in that moment, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, and then, I didn't get where this old man in the helicopter came from. Like, flying her there? Did they know him? Well, no. He he was booked on the helicopter, too. Like, they probably could, you know, had three or four seats on the helicopter or whatever that you could book. Okay. I guess I just don't get what where the helicopter came from. It's just a, like, you book a flight, you could book a helicopter flight the same way. That's interesting. The Mohegan Sun might, you know, offer that from New York City, that you can take a flight to okay. their casino. Well, I had, uh, I was I was confused, but that makes sense, I suppose. Um, yeah, and then this bet, this three-leg parlay, $155,000 on the line. They only need three things to happen. They need <laughs> these... These things because of uh, they need Kevin Garnett to get at least uh, twenty six combined points and rebounds, which mm-hmm. isn't that many. Um, they need the Celtics to win the game, and the craziest part of the whole thing that blows my mind, even thinking about it, is that they have to get the opening tip for the Celtics. Which yeah, th- that well, I so think much. the main reason is because Kevin Garnett is the guy who goes for the tip for them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that you would put all your money on that. Like all your money on that. <laughs> so much suspense. And he was like, I was feeling so much anxiety during that moment. Uh, mm-hmm. And he was he's like, that's the biggest whole fucking thing right there. If he didn't yeah. get that, we're screwed. <laughs> and then he has all, he has Arno and his henchmen locked in the little glass in between yeah. area at his which, jewelry shop. Which that's claustrophobic is all get yeah. out. And it looked hot as hell. They're all sweaty and stuff in there. Yeah. And, and they have to watch him the watch the game, yeah. Yeah. And he, dude, dude's got the gun. He's pissed the whole time. Um, and you can see Arno, like, he starts to watch the game. He's, like, rooting for it and stuff. Yeah, because he's starting to see that it'll happen. If it was happen. up to him, yeah, he would have probably, you know, let it be at the end. Yeah, I and I think he saw, I think he saw some, like, you know, uh, stuff inside uh, with, with Howard and they connected a bit, you know, uh, as people a bit more. Uh, I saw more as family near the end than... I don't uh, know about that. You don't? I don't think so. You don't think so? Okay. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think he saw him more as... Uh, uh, I guess family is too strong of a word, but almost with forgiveness a bit in terms of... Like, I understand that he's trying to do anything. He thinks he's doing what's right, even though... Like it's obviously maybe, dumb, but I think but only because they were winning. Because they were winning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think if they lost, he wouldn't have. Yeah, yeah for, for sure. sure. But um, I think it's similar to what you're saying there. Uh, but uh, there's so much. Yeah, two of the parley parlays hit with 40 seconds or within within uh, like 30 seconds of the fourth yeah, it's quarter. Like the, yeah, that's still really early. Yeah, and then they just have to win out the game. So that that had to be a, a stressful thing, and um, just like. A long quarter, you know. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, they end up going up by 10 with 40 seconds left, and they fight over the ball and throw it in the air, and just so much excitement, and it's going back and forth between... Well, and then uh, the music comes in, and it's like hap- the happy music, which... Yeah. You're like, oh, just, man. Just, we're going to win, and all this anxiety was worth it, because Howard's going to come up on top, and mm-hmm. uh, he lets them out, and they're celebrating, they're about to celebrate, and... Uh, Phil takes out his gun and he's had enough and yeah, right, right just in the shoots face. Howard, the shot kind of it just shoots up at the mirrored ceiling as Howard falls down and uh, it's just beautiful and, uh, and heartbreaking and yeah. shocking and everybody else is just celebrating. It goes to the family members who are at the dinner and. They're excited because the game, you know, the game. Well, I don't think they know anything about. I don't know, but they, but the boy seems like the kid is excited about the game, and the the, the mom's like, I need to call, uh, I need to call the cops because I whatever's not answering his phone or whatever she says, um, he, she says he has to call for whatever reason. But everybody's happy and celebrating at that moment in time, which is, uh, you know, and it ends with a slow zoom into the bullet hole like we talked about. And well, and then to the you end. know, Julia's got gets the money. She has no idea. And then Arno is like freaking out, like he didn't want this to happen. Yeah. And then Arno tries oh, to run away. A bunch of stuff. And <laughs> um, Phil shoots Arno and kills Arno, and then they just start stealing all. Yeah, the which jewelry. I thought Arno was in charge. So I was like, "What is happening?" Yeah, Arno thought he was in charge too, but the guy Phil was just done. He's so pissed off. And well, I was surprised the other guys like went with it, you know, because usually if uh, the leader is. Uh, well, I think those two are like friends trees. or whatever. Yeah, I think they, yeah, they work together. Those two guys. God. That was and that's crazy, the though. end of the movie. Yeah, yeah, that's the end of the movie. So much. I love that ending scene. That's my favorite. Like, because so much is happening. There's so much uh, real life, like, that you feel like you're in it and, uh, if you ever want to feel what it feels like to like place a huge bet and win some money, that's I feel like that's perfect, you know. Yeah. So it's like a nice. Yeah, you little, can really uh, feel the fantasy. stress and the thrill. Yeah. Of it. Um. One last thing we didn't mention, and I hate to go back after the ending, but um, Idina Menzel plays his soon-to-be ex-wife, and there's the one part at the Passover dinner when Howard is you know he and julia are are breaking up and he like goes to her and he's like oh come on let's try again and stuff and then she just laughs at him it's like so she's so done with him (laughs) and she's like so relieved to be done with him yeah um one thing since we're going back uh i should have mentioned in the music section uh we didn't talk about the weekend very much uh in this movie um he you know he didn't have a huge day like filming schedule or whatever but mm-hmm. the the moment where he's doing like singing uh, mm-hmm. i guess when they shot that they told him that they, they were just needed like the shot they didn't need the, the audio so he didn't have to do anything but he like i guess everybody uh, was like chanting sing 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 and so he's like he just sang and he did it, like five or six times for him and everybody was just like uh and he was oh, like going cool. all out the whole time and it was like a like private concert and i think it was really so that was a cool story that is really cool Oh, there was one part. So Kevin Garnett played himself, and there's a part halftime of that final game, and Doc Rivers is talking. I'm like, this doesn't sound like Doc Rivers. 
Um, while I was reading the trivia, that really was Doc Rivers. He recorded That's it. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I guess this I don't know what Doc him. Rivers sounds like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, right. uh, we didn't talk about it. We talked about Jonah Hill not being, being recast or whatever, but they also thought about doing Kobe Bryant instead of KG as well as, um, was it M- Embiid? Is that his name? Or Yeah, Joel, Joel Embiid. Embiid yeah. And then Amari Stoudemire, they also thought about. But originally it was going to be Joel M- Embiid. I, I think it's how you pronounce his name. But um, the filming schedule ended up getting shifted to the fall when the mm-hmm. NBA season was going on. So then they that's why they um, mo- like set the film a little earlier so they could get a retired NBA player. And it just worked so perfectly with Kevin Garnett. Yeah, and like, he was and such a and good and actor. That, those games like really happened like that. Like he had one really big game, a downer game, and then another really big game to win the series for him. So wow. like it was like perfect. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I like I like Kevin Garnett in it. Yeah, he does a good job. Okay, uh, final thoughts. Sorry, I'm pulling up my letterbox breaking right now. So I can get it. Um, well, I'll go first. (laughs) Um, so I gave this three and a half stars on Letterboxd. Um, I know, but I mean, it's, it's still good. It's not, it's not her cup of tea kind of movie. Yeah. Yeah, It's not really something I would watch on my own or anything, obviously, because I read the synopsis just to find out what happened. I didn't actually (laughs) take time to watch the movie. But I am glad that Alex stuck with his choice for this and we watched it because it was really good. I did enjoy it. It was a lot of suspense, a lot of anxiety, but it was worth it because it was a good story. Um, it was it was just good. It's really good. Yeah, cool. Um, for me, I gave this one four and a half stars and a heart. Um. For, I, I love the the integration of real life and the fictional story to really create, you know, the universe of uh, uh, yeah. the lives of Howard and um, these people. Uh, it really allowed the lines to blur and uh, really get you in the universe of Uncut Gems, if you will. Go back to the universe there. Um, Sandler crushes it, obviously, but the supporting cast really makes this thing drive. Yeah, we didn't really uh, talk about their performances, but... Julia Fox has a really she's really good in it. Um, yeah, you could tell that Stanfield is really good in it. You could tell that this role was written for her. You know, she was like the muse. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, really good uh, supporting actors, and then uh, just a lot of really interesting shooting and directional choices, uh, even from some of the edits and slow zooms and long panning shots and stuff. Just a some really interesting choices that I think probably help in what they did in terms of building suspense, but I'm not 100% sure how or why, but I think it's really interesting. Yeah, I agree. Um, for me, I also gave it four and a half stars. Um, I think we've captured everything, you know, uh, around what I like about the movie. So I guess I'll, I'll just comment on the one thing, keeping it from five stars to me is it's just a little too long it's like two, two, you know, two hours and 20 minutes, I think. Yeah. I feel like it, if it was just maybe 20, 30 minutes shorter, um, it, it would be a, 
perfect movie. Is there anything specific that you think uh, needs cut out, like a scene, or is there uh, uh, just like things need tightened up? Yeah, I think just tightening up. Like, there's stuff. Like, I don't think there's anything specific that um, is in the movie that it's not enjoyable. But there's, you know, some probably some stuff that serves the same purpose of the movie that they could have taken out. Yeah. Like some just some of the. I think they probably could have s- cut out. Maybe just some of the jewelry set show scenes and stuff. I was going to say that exact same thing. Nice. Um, And I was going to say with that cross for the weekend's cross. I don't think we needed that Mm -hmm. much information about all that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's like they wanted a reason for the weekend to be there. Yeah. To be in them. Which I think they wanted a, like, it could have been any person that she was doing something with, you know. But they wanted mm-hmm. somebody to have an impact um, that had some star power and stuff, which, you know, I thought it was a great choice that makes sense for the situation and the time. And uh, yeah. yeah, like I said, the what they put in the movie, I, I thought it was all good. But it ma- the movie definitely was like, oh, man, we still got, you know, an hour of this movie left at one point. So, yeah. Uh, also, the lack of Rob Schneider in the movie was... Uh, <laughs> was helped greatly <laughs> I, d- I didn't get a single you can do it yeah, during this whole thing rob schneider was only in the first movie we watched huh he wasn't in yeah. wedding singer either so yeah he was only in uh only in the one that i chose little that's good. <laughs> what? good we should have he's like a right wing weirdo now so oh is he anti-vax weirdo yeah sounds like carson wentz is carson wentz anti-vax yeah, it's a, that's a whole thing and a whole big reason why uh, the cults tr- wanted to trick you rid of him. Oh, really? Because he's like a super, like he's like unwilling to like help the team or make changes or be adaptive. I got a whole bunch of stuff like that. I guess that caused a bunch of issues. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, that does it for Uncut Gems and Adam Sandler. He's done. He's out of here. He's done. We will never watch another Adam Sandler movie until we die. Oh, yeah. For sure. Especially not me. And especially not Hebe Halloween or Halloween. <laughs> 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 so that brings us to back to Kristen. Just like in Tha- when Thanos is like, where does that bring you? Back to back me. Back to me. <laughs> so Kristen, you announced your theme last week. But you had not announced your movie yet, so do you want to remind everyone what your theme is and what your movie's going to be? So, I am picking musicals, because I've been on a big musical kick lately, listening to a lot of soundtracks. And Especially Newsies. Oh my god, I love Newsies. <laughs> I was reading the newspaper, and Amazing. I was like, there needs to be more, more musicals about this newspaper that I'm reading. Is that what the Newsies is about? My that reminds me, I watched I Newsies. So yesterday we watched Uncut Gems. I also watched Newsies and Legally Blonde yesterday. Oh wow, it's a lot of movies. <laughs> oh, I keep partially watching movies, so I don't tag them in my letterboxd. Mm-hmm. So I've seen like a whole bunch of like half of movies lately. Mostly okay. kid movies, but. Anyway, back to you, Kristen. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> so, yeah, um, musicals is what I'm 
picking and I am currently deciding between five movies. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Do you need movies. help deciding? So um, these are four of them I haven't seen, but I know music wow. from them. And one of them I have seen and know the music. And Is there any that you have seen and don't know the music? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dang. Okay, so the one that I have seen that I don't know if I you've I don't know if you've seen this, Alex, or, is Rent. Yeah, we watched it together. Oh, we did? Oh, I didn't remember that. You have guys you don't that, remember Jake? when we watched movies together? That's, <laughs> That's funny. Have I've you seen, seen it? I've tried to watch it. I think I fell asleep uh, partway through when I wa- tried to watch it last time. Um, but One I time know I, a couple when I tried to watch it, somebody came in and tried to charge me rent. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Oh my God. <laughs> get out of here, landlord. How do you know my address? <laughs> um, but I uh, <laughs> only watched it the that one time. But I knew I've listened to like that one famous song that I don't know the name to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Seasons of Love. Yeah, and that's about Take- it. Okay, so there's that one. And then I'm also thinking of Funny Girl. Never heard of it. With, uh, what's her name? Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand, yeah. I talked about her earlier. Is that a musical? Yeah, it is. It's from 1968. It's close to a good year. Yeah. I'm also thinking of Little Shop of Horrors. With Rick Moranis. Mm-hmm. And Cabaret. And Fiddler on the Roof. Nice. So. Kay. I've seen none of those. How how are you going to make your decision? Do you want I, our input? I have no idea. Yeah, what do you guys think? <laughs> I don't I know any of those movies. I want to watch Little Shop of <laughs> Out of those. Yeah, Little Top of Horrors probably had my vote because I've heard the most about that one. Or Fiddler on the Roof because it's like a classic, but I don't know anything about it. I kind of want to watch Fiddler on the Roof because I know some songs from it. And I know that it's been like one of the longest running shows in Broadway history. I'll tell you what. Fiddler on the Roof is one that I know by title. (laughs) 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 Well, Jacob... I'm going to change my movie, and I think it might be a movie that you do not know by title or by having seen it. Well, that's well, that will match Kristen's if she chooses anything except for Fiddle on the Roof or uh, the Horrors one, Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> the Horrors. <laughs> the Horrors. Uh, uh, so here, I'll, I'll give you a second, Kristen, because um, next episode after yours is my pick, and I'll be whoa. picking... Instead of Willy Wonka, because I was started thinking, I'm like, I really love that movie, but I feel like I've talked about that movie enough with that with both of you guys a lot. So I'm like, I don't think I need we need to watch and discuss that. Every time um, we talk about that movie, you just look at me and your eyes get all buggy. And you say, I need chocolate. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so it hasn't gone. So very far I decided to change uh, my film choice to a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Interesting. I don't know if I have heard of that one in terms of uh, title or in terms of seeing it. So, although <laughs> I, I watched fi- it uh, for ahead. my Latin class in high school, is there a lot of Latin in it? 
Mm, there's Latinish jokes and stuff. Let me ask you what percentage of the movie is spoken in Latin? <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, percentage. I don't think any of it is spoken in Latin. But there's probably some you, Latin in it. I'm writing a letter so to So maybe them. not just 0%? I'm writing a letter to the uh, director of education. Okay. This needs to be taken out of the school system. <laughs> but um, I remember thinking it was funny. So I'm in, I, I don't remember a lot of it, though. So I'm curious to watch it again because that was a long time well, ago. Well, I'll tell you what. If if you don't pick that movie, I have a theater, a theme that just popped in my head that I could choose for a theme later on. Well, I am already going to pick that one. So. Okay. <laughs> but what's your theme idea? <laughs> movies movies that we've seen in high school or we watched when we were in school. Because I almost chose Gattaca before for a similar reason, I think, to Gattaca. what you're saying to uh, this movie. Cool. Well, if you do pick that theme, then I'll pick a different movie. Well, no, I'm not going to now because I don't want to. Because there's not two there, so I don't care anymore. Oh, okay. I don't want to watch Gaika that much. (laughs) (laughs) You were going to pick that theme just because I was thinking about picking a movie that would have fit that theme. Yeah, and I I was like, oh, I have a movie that would fit that theme, which is Gattaca, that I kind of would have wanted to watch, but I don't want to watch it enough to pick a theme based solely around that movie. (laughs) Does that make sense? Yeah, kind of. Unlike Little Nicky, in which case I did want to pick a theme directly around wanting to watch that movie. <clears throat> so, really quick, when I was going to pick Willy Wonka, we alluded to my favorite line from the movie, and I was mm-hmm. like, no, we got to save it. Can't talk about it. Um, did you know what it was? Who? Me? Yeah, Kristen. Um, It's the... Uh, I feel like I always think I know this, but it's not the one that I think you <laughs> would pick. Uh huh. Is it is it something that the kid says or something that Willy Wonka says? Oh well, which what I'm cute. I want to know what your guess is. Ah, it's the either the one about the chocolate tasting bad because the golden tickets in it. Because he's like it. Oh, you're, you're butchering the, the line. The ticket. The ticket. The chocolate probably the tastes ticket. bad. The ticket. The chocolate probably tastes bad. I don't know. So, something like that. Or there's the. I don't even know if this is one that you told me you like, but I think I like that one. <laughs> it's at the end when he's like, you know what happened to the boy that got everything he wished for? Or something is mm-hmm. he lived happily ever after? Yeah, I really like that line too. But it is the first one that you said uh-huh. is my favorite because okay. his grandpa buys him a chocolate bar for his birthday, and he, they open it up and are eating it when everyone else is asleep. And there's or when they open it up, there's no ticket in there, and the grandpa's all sad and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, Charlie." And he's like, "It's okay, Grandpa. I bet the golden ticket makes the chocolate taste terrible." And it's like he feels this um, responsibility. You know, to see, and that's another thing that proves that his grandpa was just using his grandson to find the golden ticket and go to the stupid chocolate factory. Maybe I was wrong. There is a lot to talk about, Willy Walker, (laughs) but that's okay because my movie will be a funny thing happening on the way to the forum. But first, we have to watch Kristen's movie, which is going to be Fiddler on the Roof. Okay, I want to watch it. 
I want to watch this one. When did what that year did that come out? Nice. Um, hold on. Okay. It came out in 1971. Ooh. Almost a good year, just a couple of years too late. Yeah. You're, uh, if this is Price is Right rules, you'd be over. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, right, fun. fun. But, yep, this was fun. So, next episode, The Fiddler on the Roof, followed by a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. Jacob, if you need to change your movie too. I'm nah. sure we can let that happen. Nah, I, I, I'm loyal. I'll stay with my pick. Do you remember what it is? Of course. <laughs> Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. Sweeney Todd. Okay. The Demon <laughs> Barber, Barber of, of Fleet Street. The Demon Street. Barber of Fleet Street. Yeah, there you go. Okay. I was going to say so the, the Barber of Demon Street. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what you said last time. Damn it. That's a way better title. Why don't they change it? <laughs> But that would just make him a regular barber. Of a I know. He could just cut hair and he could just live on a funny street. <laughs> <laughs> they could celebrate Halloween and be like really extra about it. Oh my gosh. That's so extra. <laughs> that was something they said like two or three times in this movie. I'm like, that's their like one of the few things that points to this being set in 2012. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, that does it for Uncut Gems and us this week. We want to thank everyone for listening, and we hope you have enjoyed the episode. So give us a rate review on iTunes, Spotify, five stars, if you please. Also, recommend to a friend. Yeah, recommend it to a friend. And if they say, I don't listen to podcasts. Punch them in the goddamn face and download it on their iPod like you two did. Yeah. What if we could do that with our podcast? Just put it on everybody's phones like you two. Should we get in touch with Bono to see how they did it? Yeah, we should. Okay, Bono. You email Bono, and you I'm gonna Bono? email Steve Jobs. Here's what here's what I have to say to Bono. Where are freaking T-shirts? Hey Bono, if you want to help poor people, stop selling tinted jade. You can't. Isn't that a? Uh, <laughs> isn't that how it goes? <laughs> yeah, that's something, all right. Um, so you can follow us on Twitter at I'll Take Three Podcast. And I'm also on Twitter <laughs> at Alex Express. You can follow me at Mr. Jake Duke. Um, and I am. Wait. <laughs> Mine is uh, at I am Kristen One. <laughs> right? That was, uh-huh. that was, that was, that okay. was uh, a tough one for you. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm sorry, okay? I don't use my Twitter all the all the time. Kristen, you gotta start tweeting and tagging yourself in your own tweets. So that way you know you're ahead. Uh, it's like when you, people can't rem- remember their own phone number. <laughs> yep. Okay, so thanks for everyone for listening. Uh, you guys wanna head down to the sports book and place a parlay? Look, I'm placing a six leg parlay that says I'm gonna win the goddamn Super Bowl every single year for the next six years. You're Sounds going good. to? Yeah, I'm joining the Detroit Lions as a quarterback. <laughs> and I'm going to be the I was hoping you were going to be your own football team. I'm going to be my own football team. I'm, I am the Washington Commanders. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Welcome to I'll Take Three. Right? Is that...
What you want me to do? I mean, I did, but now it sucks. Oh, man. No, I wanted you. I actually, yeah, let's chit chat for another 15 minutes. <laughs> 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 I felt the strange.